Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. Cross the line in three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 58 of the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeff and alongside me are the... the uh, Ishimori and uh, Micah to my Prince Devitt, Fergal. It's uh, Max and Craig, everyone. What's going on, guys? What's up, everybody? Fergal. Hello, hello. Love affair for <laughs> Fergal Devitt. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, yeah, so a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to go into it. Uh, balls to the wall with hot topics. Uh, this is in the new hour format. Uh, we'll still do power rankings and a commercial worked in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, fun show, uh, you know, hopefully don't get canceled along the way, but, but we're going to dive into some big things including obviously victory road, which is, is a huge thing, um, coming out, uh, this Saturday. So a lot of buzz there, Max, for the hell of it, what you watching? I'm about to be watching the Kansas city chiefs versus Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> okay. Fair Sunday night. Fair football. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, if the, if the chat room doesn't blow up tonight, I totally understand. But hey, there we go. There's some people in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, there is football on. Craig, uh, I don't have anything. Don't kind of football, not that kind of football Craig watches. Oh, yeah, the other kind. Yeah. Oh, before I get to Craig, sorry, always just teasing Craig with a carrot to talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> before we get into that, if you're a continuous listener of the show uh, or, or not, uh, or watcher or whatever. Uh, last week we had Michael Cavaccini on. It was a great episode where he spilled the TNA about his 20th anniversary book that's coming out of the history of TNA. Uh, so go check that out at michaelcavaccini.com. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube there. Go watch it after this. It's not time sensitive, so whenever you watch it, you watch it. Um, but also the question in the trivia, if you're if you're not wa- uh, list or excuse me. If you are an audio listener, I'll explain. Uh, at the beginning of the show, before we start, we have a question of uh, trivia there for the week prior. Uh, episodes 57, answer and question was Christian Cage. The question was, who was the NWA champion at the time that was stripped before we had the Impact World title? So who went into that match as the NWA champion? Technically not because they were stripped prior, but it was Christian Cage. Um, Hakeem got that right. Hakeem, kudos to you there. So, yay. And then this week is, and obviously I, I mentioned Bullet Club members because this week's question is, how many current Bullet Club members have stepped foot in an Impact Wrestling ring? That simple. All right. And for the man who uh, who orchestrated the question, let's kick it to the one, the only, Mr. Impact Craig. What's up, buddy? Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the M I C Craig, aka Mr. Impact for your TNA IW channel. And of course, as if you didn't know already, you can find us here. You can find us there. You can find us down near everywhere Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Sounders, Spotify, and wherever else you podcast. <clears throat> of course, as usual, you can see to the side of me, whichever side it is for you. The numbers for all, for everything we do here at the channel, the numbers don't lie, but do they spell disaster for us? Oh, no, that's silly. Uh, no, no, we are, we are uh, what is it? 
42 under from last week, but we're, we're still getting near 200, which is awesome. We appreciate you guys. We're up on YouTube uh, subscriptions up to 219. So we're still going for 300 by Bound for Glory. That's a big feat, but I think we could do it. Twitch is up, which is awesome. Audio listeners, you're keeping it steady. We appreciate that. And then uh, YouTube, go watch that Michael Cavaccini episode. And then, uh, yeah, having a great time on Twitter, especially after Victory Road. A lot to talk about. We'll use that as a natural transition. But we're up 52 on Twitter. Um, for some good reasons, some bad. I don't know. Our opinions are our opinions. But uh, got a lot to talk about with that. One thing before we kick it to Craig to introduce the power rankings. We have a new country. We always say when it comes to numbers, by the way, I want to say that, that it is one fan at a time, one friend at a time. We, we This is more of a, a thing, building a community for us um, and just shooting the shit and hopefully, you know, get some interesting conversation up. But uh, we want to thank. 12.5% of my DNA in uh, <laughs> Poland. Poland, thank you uh, for listening. I think it was audio listener, Craig, right? Not a YouTube? Yeah, it's on uh, Spotify. Wonderful. So to our Polish uh, uh, listener on Spotify, I say it would have been really cool if I knew how to say hi in Poland. What do they speak? Is that dumb? Six Polish. Is it just Polish? <laughs> yeah, Pretty sure <laughs> I should know. My grandpa's rolling in his grave. Oh, man. We have a, we have a wider worldwide reach than AEW does. Oh, like. man. Pro pro wrestling. Pro pro wrestling. Craig, uh, speaking of that, uh, about being, I don't know, that was a bad transition, but uh, let's move it on here. Craig, uh, let's kick it to power rankings. Yep. So, of course, if you agree or disagree, let us know. And if you disagree, we add you. We can if you agree or disagree. We can add you to the power rankings committee. Just hit us up, and you will be in the power rankings committee. But let's kick it to those power rankings for this week's Impact and Victory Road. Hi everyone, this is Tate with Rangers of Wrestling, and here's your TNA IW Top Ten for this week. Number 10, Steve Macklin. Number 9, Knockout Champion, Diana Perrazzo. Number 8, Triple A's Laredo Kid. Number 7, Moose. Number 6, The Inevitable Ace Austin. Number 5, Bullet Club. Number 4, Tag Team Champions, The Good Brothers. Number three, Knockouts Tag Team Champions, DK. Number two, World Champion, Christian Cage. Number one, Bound for Glory, Josh Alexander. That was your top 10 Impact Wrestlers of the week. Do you agree? Let us know at TNAIW channel. Back to you guys. Ugh. Speaking of Power Rangers, our Power Ranger theme Power Rangers. Yes, did you know that two previous Power Rangers had an MMA fight last night on pay per view against each other? Yeah. Red versus it green. Was the, I was the blue Turbo Ranger oh. versus. Well, I guess Tommy would on. be too tired now. He'd think he refs them or something. It was the Red Ranger versus the Blue Ranger. It was the Blue Power Blue Turbo Ranger versus. 
Mike Olaski, who was the last original Red Ranger. Huh, interesting. All right, well. Red Ranger got knocked unconscious. It was pretty good. I'd Google well, it. we are an Impact Wrestling podcast, so let's get right into some Impact Wrestling. Eight minutes in, and we haven't talked about Dick, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's fun. We hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Craig, why don't we start us off, bud? Yep, so it's time for those hot, hot topics. I'm going to kick off with Victory Road from last night for me, two nights ago, whatever it is now. We started off with Macklin defeating TJP and PT Williams, the Radio Kid. Defeated John Skyler, Jake Something, Tarus, and Trey. Taylor Wilde defeated Tenille Dashwood. Matt Cardona defeats Rohit Raju. Bullet Club, Chris Bay and Hikaleo defeat Finjuice. Moose and W. Morrissey defeat Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards. Decay, Havoc and Rosemary defeat Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans to retain their Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Those good, 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 good brothers defeated Rich Swan and William Mack to retain their Impact World Tag Team Championships. Josh Alexander defeated Chris Sabin to retain his X-Division Championship. Christian Cage defeated Ace Austin in the main event to retain his Impact World Championship. Thoughts and feelings on this show? Let's go to Max. Kick it off this week. Um, overall, I thought it was a good show. Um, I... It's funny because there were a couple matches for, like, I'm kind of, I love the Good Brothers, but I'm kind of over them as champion. I think it's, I'm ready for somebody else to become champion. I thought Rich and Willie would have been a good um, tag team. I like, I like them together, but so I was kind of, I was kind of torn. I was like, do I want them to win? But I also with with the two other tag teams we saw win tonight, it kind of gave me, I guess almost more excited for one of those two tag teams. So I was happy that the good brothers won there. Um, there were no title changes, but obviously we did get option C with, um, Christian and Josh Alexander, which means we eventually will get a X division match at bound for glory. That isn't, doesn't have one of these four champions. So I did like that all the, that all the champions were retained, despite the fact that, I was kind of, I'm kind of over the Good Brothers, um, just because I think that the champions we have right now are all really good. I really like Diana. I really like Decay. Um, I really like Christian for now. Um, so I thought it was a good thing. I thought it was a really good show. I thought it set up well for some potential things that could be come from Bound for Glory. I also like that Torus is kind of making his mark in the X division. Um, we saw him with that Josh Alexander match where he lost the horn with you were at, you saw that live, right? G what's that? The black Taurus match with Josh. With Josh yeah. Alexander. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So you saw that live and I thought he was amazing in that. And I really like that he is, he's become an X division wrestler because he is to me, the perfect, it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. He fits really well in with the X division style, but he is a bigger wrestler. So I think that it's really awesome that he's there. Um, I'm interested to see in the lead up to Bound for Glory if we have either a Bullet Club or a Moose versus Morrissey tag team leading to one of them two being contenders for the tag team hmm. championships. If I had to guess, I would I would think it's going to be Bullet Club because that would give us more of our Bullet Club 
versus the elite eventual run in. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see Moose and Morrissey actually meet at Bound for Glory. So with Josh deciding to cash in the option C and us having that match set, I think that that Moose versus Morrissey tag team will eventually come to an end. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really good show. Um, I still think it's interesting that Taylor Wilde, is this the second time she's beaten the influencers? Didn't we yeah, see yeah. them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought that was, I did think that was interesting. I thought that they would potentially pull out a win over her. Um, but I think it's interesting that they are starting off with some losses, but we'll see where that goes. So, Yeah, to uh, to sum it up, um, and I know we'll do best of and option C after that, so I won't get too carried away. But uh, to sum it up for me, I don't think there was a poorly produced or um, wrestled or, or shot or... Uh, booked segment on the show i i think from from beginning to end tuning into victory road it is meet it met and exceeded my expectations now not saying you know it's the best pay-per-view of all time not getting hyped like that but if i were someone who was like oh it's an impact plus special all right fuck it, i'm gonna try this out or you're you know doing youtube inside or whatever it is and you saw this I'd be very, I'd be very happy, especially if I paid, well, not 99 cents. Well, yeah, they could watch it right after. So I think as for what it is for the piece of content that it is, it's not a pay-per-view, literally where we're paying to see it. Um, It's technically a subscription. It's an advertisement for their Impact Plus or whatever else. And I thought it knocked it out of the park. We always say, or Craig always says, with these specials, they never... It's always there. It's never below. Sometimes it's more, but it's it's always there. Um, but this one, I think, was was way above that. Um, and I'm I'm a sucker for yellow and, and red aesthetic. I don't know. I, I'm really uh, I really dig that. Uh, so I hey, Hogan. <laughs> huge Hogan fan. Um, no, no. Um, yeah. So you know, overall as a show, I'm trying not to go too much into each individual thing because I know we'll answer it. Um, but I was pleased overall with the the product I saw. Uh, the buzz was good. Uh, I thought there were some specific moments that I'm going to save for number two here uh, that just really like, it, it was just a, it was, and I wrote this down big so I didn't fucking forget it and I'm already forgetting, but it's storytelling. I felt like even in a car crash match, as we call it, in the X Division f- 5, 6, what was it, 5 or 6? 5, like. Uh, that Laredo kid ended up picking up the win on. There was even a moment where two guys who started their feud on BTI a couple weeks ago concluded their feud, or at least continued their feud, at one part of that where Laredo Kid and John Schuyler were in the ring, and the crowd knew it. The, cr- the crowd got it, that there are these little, and I, I don't mean to demean the status of those guys, but there are these little programs that start on what you would call the pre-show, that are now getting over and carrying over to Impact and to their pay-per-views. It's just really cool weaving, and everyone, it really feels, I know Max always says it, but it feels like the Attitude Era, where everyone has a purpose. Everyone's story is something, and, and even if it's not much, at least you know what that person is or doing or whatever, you know, involved in one thing or another. They utilize their talent to the best of their abilities and, and where they can. And, and I thought this was a, a perfect uh, 
uh, showing for that uh, of everything we are. Um, I'm biting my lip because I keep seeing the thing change and I want to uh, mention uh, some results there. But I will say this. I am happy as well that the tag or any of the titles did not switch hands. I know you said about the Good Brothers. I'm actually the opposite on the Good Brothers. I am... I used to be kind of just like, ugh, these guys don't even fuck with Impact. I mean, they did, and, and I love them, you know, personally. That's that's the, put that aside, and and I like his talents too. But it slipped. It was a lot of jokes, and they came here, and it felt like they were playing an Impact and and doing the work in AEW. Now I feel like this is the first time where they're serious, and I feel like you know they have momentum. So I'm okay with them holding him right now. But I do love the pairing of Rich and Willie. I love that they have jerseys. I, I dig it. They're buying into that. I'm buying into them as a team. I don't think it took much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the one other thing I wrote down, uh, the X Division title. I, I'm totally with you with the Black Taurus reference. Um, and I think Josh went above and beyond to make that title relevant again in every match that he had with it. To where now we can see Josh Alexander just as much a part of that title when you see it in the history books. Oh yeah, there's that title. Who do you think of? There's going to be people who say Josh Alexander. And his size, just like Samoa Joe, is something unique to this division that we've never had. And I love Sonny Siaki and I love... But this is someone who is upped the level of that belt it is officially the work rate title it doesn't matter if you're small big wide slow fast it doesn't matter if you can go that's the belt you're going for i fucking loved it i definitely agree and one thing i will say about victor road is i know we talked about emergence when we watched that we said it was good but it just kind of felt like a special there wasn't anything I felt like Victory Road really did – like we said Emergence kind of just felt like it was leading to Victory right. Road, whereas Victory Road felt like it's going to lead to Bound for Glory. I think when you – once Bound for Glory fully materializes, you'll look back at Victory Road and say, oh, that led in really well mm. to the like lead up to Bound for Glory. Yeah. So I think, I think we will see that, um, that that will happen. So I really liked it um, overall. And once again, I, it's not that I dislike the Good Brothers anymore. Right. It's just one of those things to where I'm. I want to see it. There's a lot of interesting teams or possible teams, and I just want to kind of see somebody else have the shot. That's what they should do. Keep keep pulling that string. Keep pulling that carrot. Make us want other yeah. teams to beat them, and uh, finally they do somewhere. All right, let's get to that best of because I have a, a one comparison that I think you'll like. Well, before we do, uh, should we check out this week's poll on what people thought of each other this week? Look at you, Mr. Producer Man. Uh, Gary, it seems unanimous to me. Yeah, uh, it says uh, 63% with five stars, uh, 30% with four uh, flames. It doesn't matter. Five, <laughs> 5% with three claps and 2% for two thumbs up. Um, you know, I think I was on Twitter from point A to, to point B all the way through there. Um, and uh, it was it was rocking. And you could see the, t- the momentum shift and the tide roll in and then the trolls come out so it was it was, it was <laughs> i knew we were doing something right and uh it, it was it was a, a a fucking banger all the way through couldn't agree more so let's get into the best of okay so it's a great show if we'll be on that but 
what was the match of the night? Who stood out for you on this show? And who who came out as, as looking as though that's the person that mm. can get to that next level? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that one question? Or are we doing like a one, then go, one, is it? No, if, that's, if you want to ask them more, that's Oh, uh, yeah, Max, if you want to, I don't know, not so we don't ramble, just back, forth, back, forth, I can do that. We'll start with best match. Um, I think that was the first one you hit. Um, for me, for me, it's going to be Christian versus Ace Austin. Okay. One, here's a, here's a couple reasons why before you think I'm crazy, because obviously there is one that's amazing that I'm, I'm obviously overlooking. So not only was it a really good match, uh, the crowd was into it. The history was there. Ace killed it in that interview. Um, I actually said in the chat group, I was like, this motherfucker might win. I actually said this powder motherfucker might win, but <laughs> just in case someone calls me out, that's actually what I said in the chat group. Um, but I bought, and it's not that I never bought into Ace Austin, but there was a time where I didn't, I had the same feelings about AJ Styles. And yes, I'm that old, but I said since day one, and I'm not much of a, a fucking gloater, but I'm going to gloat about this. I said from day one that Ace Austin was the best prospect we've ever had, or had, excuse me, since AJ Styles, that we've had since AJ Styles. In that match, I think he really showed that. And yes, Christian is a ring general. Uh, but those guys together put on a hell of a match. No one carried anyone. Ace felt on his level. And the reason it gave me, and maybe I'll go watch it back and it won't be as good as, uh, let me drink some water. I sound like velvet. Uh, uh, excuse me. And a joke. Ah. Um, twofer. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it might not be as good as I, I'm hyping it up as. But one, I thought Ace Austin had a chance, and I was happy that Christian retained. I'm glad it made Ace Austin. Uh, and Combat Republic, you always say this, but it, it, that it would elevate him, and it did, because um, it was booked beautifully, even though on a short term. Uh, but it gave me chills because, and I think that's why I gave it the extra bump, it felt like Jeff Jarrett versus AJ Styles. And what I mean about that is there's that that over, already accomplished veteran it's a, it's a simple story, but at the same time, it, it it it's happening in the same company or what was the same company in the lineage that is that ring, that canvas. Uh, and, and Jeff Jarrett was that 30-something-year-old. At the time before he was Stone Cold Jeff Jarrett and was winning all the time, there was this NWA TNA time. And it was just there was that match that him versus AJ. Go back and look. I can't think it off the top of my head of what episode, but it just made AJ feel like, Okay, he he's on this level, or he will soon be on that level. Because um, you got to remember, Jeff was a WCW champion before that. It, it, just say what you will about WCW. I mean, that's three million when they died. Okay. Yeah. So there's still people who recognize him as something. Yes, a lot of people don't say Drew. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's still in the record books as a champion, and that moment really put it over the top. So I, for that reason alone, uh, I gave it to that. Max, match of the night. <laughs> I actually agree with you, um, and it's for similar reasons that you said. I like Ace Austin. Um, I thought, and I've thought for a while that he's had that he has potential to be a future champion. Right on. 
And I sort of agree with you. Like going into this, I was like, okay, there's zero chance Ace Austin is actually going to win this. Um, it's, you know, they're going to have, they're not going to have Christian beat Kenny Omega and then drop in his second defense, blah, right. blah, blah. They're going to build it down for glory. But there were points where I was like, okay, he might. And it also, this match got me to the point where it's no longer in the future, Ace Austin could be champion. Mm. It's right now, Ace Austin could be champion. And he's at that level to be champion. This isn't this w- isn't the equivalent of them being like, oh, we're gonna put the championship on fucking Sonny Siaki. No. Go get like I, I just said it because you said it, but it's like this isn't somebody like, oh, this person doesn't deserve to be champion or it's before their time. Like he's ready right now. Yeah. And I think I mean I think there's a strong possibility that he could end up being the next X division champion. He could go back down there um, or possibly down the line, but he really did. He's, yeah. he's at the point now where, I mean, where we were talking about Josh Alexander well, is, is ready for his Max, run. Sorry. I feel like Ace Austin is good enough to be ready for his I run. I agree. Here, one, go break uh, a rerun that real quick. So you, you just said um, that you think Ace is, is that guy. I know we talked about Bay and stuff as well. What, Let's do that. Who came out of Victory Road as as Craig as as the next guy? Who do you see as like that? Who took the momentum? So i I think it's going to end up being Josh Alexander. I think just with the option C. I know we had talked. I think it was two episodes ago when we were kind of breaking down our potential Bound for Glory. I had said that I want to see Josh Alexander yeah. break Austin Aries's record. But after victory I, I want to come up world victory like road for some what? reason because i w like for some hey, it's reason vi- it's just reminds me it's, it's i think it's a video game i was looking at old video games i think that was one of them but coming out of victory road i think that it's his time now cash in the option see i think that josh alexander is set to yeah. be the next star of impact and that hurts me a little bit because i felt like it should have been moose at some point right. But I still think he has he doesn't need other it. things going for him um, where he doesn't need it. But I think it's 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 time for Josh Alexander, and he's put himself up <laughs> at that. Yeah, so I'm going to make this one quick, and then I'll swing it back to you for the, for the next one. But the one thing I want to say about that is I would say uh, that even though he reminds me more of Kurt Angle, but I'm talking about us growing prospects. To me, I thought about it last night. Alexander is our Samoa Joe. Ace Austin is our AJ Styles. And Chris Bay is our Christopher Daniels. Those are our guys that are going... And yes, completely correct. How long has it been that we can say we had three guys that we think can literally stay there from beginning of their career or when they have started to excel to the end of their career? We, it, It's... Bro, it... it, it Blew my even threw out an old New York bro for you. It uh blew my it blew my mind when I came to that. I was like, holy shit! Like these guys did it. So the one I want to mention, and that's what I was trying to bite my tongue on as well, is I like the AJ and Jeff reference. I thought you'd appreciate that. But the other thing is, Chris Saban came back in that ring. Okay, and I know we'll talk about it on option C a little bit, and maybe we can transition right into that. Uh, if Craig, you want to break us up in between. 
Chris Saban went back in that ring after already celebrating with Josh Alexander, thanking him. Hey, okay, great job. Boom, left. And he said, you know what? Second thought, he goes back. And I saw a lot of people say, what did he say? It's going to be a big mystery. I'll tell you what he said. Okay. I didn't see his mouth move. I don't know the script but I'm uh, or what the, where the story is going, but I'm going to tell you where it only makes sense is that Josh's quest, and I was with Max. He needed to beat Austin Aries. He needed to... Josh's quest to become one of the best X-Division champions of all time ended last night because he no longer needed to prove shit. He beat Chris Sabin in a classic match that people will talk about for a very long time. And he proved that when you think X-Division reign, it might be one of the best of all time, most memorable. There are very few, and I love the X Division, but I talk about it. It's a it's a work rate title. It's a past title. You have to be ready to go to hold that title. That's how it used to be. That's what I love. So most of those reigns were short terms. Of course, you love AJ's reign. You love Joe's reign. You know, there's going to be big ones. That... Petey Williams reign. Hey, man. Team Canada, Petey Williams is the best. I like Petey Williams reign. Uh, he just needs to be heel right now. But yeah, it, it, so he already succeeded. So I think Saban went back in there and said, dude, you're already there. Go cash it in. Because the next fucking match, he after that result, he went and cashed in. And I think that's where we're going with it. So, And obviously, it's all kayfabe. It's, not, it's a show. But it was an awesome moment. That was my favorite moment is where I was going of the night. Max, your favorite moment and rebuttal. I'm sorry, I, and I agree with you because unless they're good, they were able to get Austin Aries, I... I think I don't think it makes sense for him to continue to defend it because like I agree he's he's like he's there he is a champion to where you're like oh this is the matches he's put on him and TJ P him and Black Truth him and Chris Saban they've all been so good that it comes a point where you don't necessarily need a length of time to like to say, oh, this he's one of the greatest exhibitions ever or greatest exhibition champions ever. I was trying to see what his time frame was, mm. where he's at. How far? So Austin, rep, yeah, yeah. So Austin Aries is at three oh one. He is currently at where is Josh Alexander? He's at one forty. So he was at one forty six. So the problem is he was if he was at two fifty, I would say have him hold on to beat Austin Aries. But he's a hundred and over a hundred and fifty days away, mm-hmm. and you're just not going to at this point have him hold it. It's not going to get any better at this right. point. So what, what? If yeah, so if at Bound for Glory, he, it would have been his three hundred and second day or three hundred and first. If he would have tied Austin Aries, I was like, boom, give him Austin Aries at right. Bound for Glory. This will be. But he's so far away that it does. It just makes sense for him to cash it in. And for me, that was the moment of the night is yeah. seeing that and being like, okay, not only is he cashing it in, is this going to be our Bound for Glory um, main event? But now we have all this time to build towards right. it without us having to figure out, oh, who's it going to be this? You know, who's going to be the the match? For, we know we can build toward mm-hmm. it properly. Um, it was really well done. So Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to let Craig uh, chime in on his opinion, and then uh, we can maybe chat about uh, all of us. Uh, we got a little bit of time before we get into the, the fun stuff, four and five. Um, 
for those watching NFL football, Lamar Jackson already threw an interception. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to – you just intercepted the show, Max. Uh, option C uh, and BFG, we'll talk about that, but I want to talk about a little bit uh, – we already talked about what it does for Josh and was it the right choice. We, we both kind of agreed yes. Uh, Craig, I want you to say your piece on that and then kick it um, to your opinion and then ours of what goes on with that title now, the X Division title. Yeah, well, first off, I knew what was happening before I watched the show. Mm. No, it uh, impacted insiders. I I watched it this morning, oh, oh. yesterday morning, and it was still premiering. So I caught the end of it. I saw Josh and uh, Christian in the ring. So it kind of spoiled uh. the ending for me. But, you know, impact, what are you going to do? <laughs> I was thinking yeah the timing is no way you can have him beat the longest reigning right. with this much time left but and Sabin Sabin said this is your time yeah there's that's exactly what he said this is your time do it yeah. now and I'm, I'm I'm into it cool speaking of option C of course in case you didn't know, <laughs> Josh Alexander is, is uh, cashing in, is relinquishing the X-Division Championship for an opportunity at the World Championship and will face Christian Cage at Bound for Glory for the Impact World Championship. Is this the, is this the right time? Is this... How do we feel that they've announced the Bound for Glory main event this soon? Is And does this make Bound for Glory even more anticipated max so one i kind of talked about it before i think announcing it this soon is great um impact isn't like wwe where we're now where you're now going to see where you would see over the next month and a half christian and josh alexander face each other in multitude of tag team matches. uh just throw together so that's because that's all they do week after week so they won't do that, They but they will slowly build this. And it's going to be interesting to see how they build it because you don't really have your traditional face heel. Mm-hmm. It's really two faces. So I'm interested to see if they, if they turn one of them or if Josh brings up the fact that, you know, for because when Kenny held the belt, Josh was like, I'm the only impact wrestler that has a belt. And he brought that up. I'm interested to see if they play up on the fact that Christian is, is still an AEW guy. That Josh is still an Impact guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if they play up on that or if, if it is just, hey, two guys who are both amazing you know, wrestlers right. just saying, hey, like, let's do this. Like, So I'm, I'm really interested to see how it plays up in the build. I think it's it's going to be great. I think that it's the I think that it's the right main event, yeah. um, as we talked about with where Josh was. Like I said, like Craig said, he wasn't going to get to three hundred one. It was it's too far away, and his reign is too good right now. So I think it made sense to capitalize on this and take his heat, uh, like that he has and his the fire that he's on, and just bring it over to Christian because Christian has had two great matches as champion. Um, and even his match with Kenny when he won it was a great match. So I just think it's, it was the right time to put these two together. 
and I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be one of the one of the better main events that we've had. Like both these guys can go, yeah. and I I think you I would it would not surprise me if this is a thirty minute like in ring time. Yeah. Like so, like fully they give them thirty plus minutes to go. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, yeah, I think you know. Obviously, we kept saying for Moose, 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 and. and I think we, you hit on that. I think he's on that level, and that does not mean I, I don't want him to win the championship at some point. Um, but he's on that level of Sammy and Eddie, where he doesn't need to. He doesn't need a belt right now. He he's already a star. He comes out there, people shut up, and and then champ. It's just a moment. Like everyone respects Moose, so the character's over. Why does he need the belt right now? Uh, he can get it one way or another later, right? He, he's got to beat the... If he's going to be the heel, he'll beat the baby face of baby faces. So hopefully Josh is uh, is that guy, but not that he loses it quick. Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I like the timing of it. I love that we have buildup. We know what it's going to be. As Max said, I can't hit that on the head any more than he did. Uh, it just, it, it's it's nice to know that there's a plan. <laughs> and and I love Bound for Glory. And yeah, I see the Omega comments in there. Um, maybe that's what was supposed to happen. And the CM Punk stuff kind of sped stuff up, and, or in Daniel Bryan, so or Brian Danielson. So um, maybe it was a maybe it was a pivot for us. But either way, it was a pretty damn good pivot. There's already a built-in storyline there from Canada to AEW versus. So there's a lot of stuff. The history of Christian, the the uh, where Josh is going. So. There's a lot in there that makes it a, a riveting um, pay-per-view main event. But also, I think Moose will be going against... I know we talked about in the chat, Ishii makes sense. Because they said, hey, I'll see you for number two. So maybe number two is there. I said Okada from the get versus Moose. But I think Moose, they're going to do him right and give him a big-time match. Could it be uh, W. Morrissey? Possibly. Um... But either way, it's Moose. Whatever match he's going to be in is going to get a lot of attention. Uh, and I do want to. I do have to say because I give him a lot of shit in the chat about it, uh, about saying he predicted it, but he did. He in for what was the month? Uh, really early. I don't know. I already lost it. May or something like that. June, July, August. Man, that makes sense. Uh, he had called that it was he was going to cash it in. So God, Illa, if you watch this or you don't, someone pass on the word. I gave him his props. <laughs> All right. Um, I was. Let's keep what talking I about saying, this. Yeah. I think, I think it's good. The fact that they announced this, this early yeah. is it now gives them, although they're obviously going to focus on it and build this storyline. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have number one contenders match about right. the glory series to figure out who it is. It allows this time, all, them also more time to develop the rest of the card. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, Christian and Josh Alexander are going right. So really neither one of these guys need to be in the ring until oh. bound for glory beautiful so you can spend the rest of the time developing who's going to be for the x division title is it going to be another ultimate x match who's going to go for the knockouts who's going to so it gives you more time to develop the other matches because you already know this one's plans this one's set it's a beautiful yeah it, mwah, max masterpiece no yeah that that is it's i'm don't have nothing to say in rebuttal because that's true. I mean, you you know you're getting Josh versus 
versus Christian. So yes, it could be back. It doesn't have to be in the ring. You're right. They shouldn't wrestle until then. Um, but what that does is, is solidify it being one to two segments compared to five to figure out who the yeah. champion is. So there is a lot to build up that card. I think it's, it was done with that intention. The storytelling since, what is it, after Slammiversary has been really low-key good. And now it's now being seen and it's kind of escalating where people could see that, okay, Impact means some... And I said that last night. Stop sleeping on Impact from top to bottom. And yes, I hate, I hate saying like this, but even the Tennille match because I hate when people shit on her all the time. They were all fun, good matches. Yeah. Good storytelling, beautifully done. Everyone looked like a star. Tasha Steeles, I said it last night, could be the net, the James Storm of the knockouts division when it's all said and done. She's she's not only that talented, I think she's with us for the long haul, and I think she's going to be a star when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, you liked her before she was even you know, teamed with. Yeah, man, her and Kiara uh, together, uh, separate, I, I, both of them stars, no matter what. Even if you're mad at her, you got to give her her due, guys. Um, the one match I do want to talk about, about Bound for Glory, obviously it changing, um, and one that we know needs to happen is we need a crown of X Division champion. Does it happen at the tapings? I don't know. We don't read spoilers, and we'll continue to have, be spoiler-free, even on State of Impact every Tuesday uh, <laughs> with Craig and I. Uh, but uh, I want to know what would be your ideal, let's keep it shortish, but your ideal way to get there um, scenario for the X Division title. So I think Ultimate X would be the best way to, to do it. And I think you do... I want to say qualifiers for the X Division, for the mm. Ultimate X match, to where if you're going to put, let's just say, five people in the Ultimate X, which means you would have ten people entered in the tournament, five matches, the winners of those five matches get put into the Ultimate X. That I think that would probably be the best thing, just because Ultimate X was so good at um, Slammiversary. Yeah, like it was it was fun to bring it back. Yeah. Uh, so I think I feel like that. But I'm thinking I'm wondering if it's just going to end up being a. I mean, I know I know we talked about a Bound for Glory series, but a Bound for Glory series with the X Division would also be a really cool way to do it with the final two meeting at the end. Yeah. So that would probably be the coolest way. Right. But I think it's going to end up being an Ultimate X. Yes. Uh it is the easy way out to do Ultimate X. Do we complain about it sometimes? Not me, because you know you're gonna still they're gonna knock it out of the park. So who gives a shit? Um, but for the sake of being creative, I think Bound for Glory series for alt or for the X Division title is genius. Uh, I, I would I would love to see that. Uh, I would just love as much if it's gonna be a multi man match. I want it to be different, either a gauntlet. Or a King of the Mountain. Just something different if you're going to keep it multi-man. If it's one versus one, I want it to be the finals of a tournament or a Bound for Glory series, whatever it may be, uh, to make that belt continue prestigious. Because, And to answer the question of who I think, and I want Craig's opinion on this, I think even though I love Laredo Kid and he's coming to his own, he's gonna. I think he's going to succeed, or hopefully he stays in impact and, and gets to that level. Um, but I really really think it's Trey's time. And I think he's finally put it all together as far as 
what direction his character needs to go, uh, who I feel or who he feels he is and is portraying on the screen. I think he's feeling coming across natural and finding his groove. I think it's Trey's time. Uh, Spider Trey, because to me, it's that next X division is supposed to be that work rate title, right? That pushes you to the next level. Um, Josh just left it in somebody's hands. Who is that going to be? It makes sense for someone like Trey who can go out there and deliver banger after not that the other guys can't but i digress craig i think i think trey and ace austin if you're doing a singles mm. no problem with it see i i don't i can't really see it being a ultimate x i can't see them doing one per view ultimate x the next per view ultimate x i'm maybe thinking a ladder match same same kind of thing, qualifiers for, for the match. Like it did at Bound for Glory 2018, I believe. Okay. I think, 2019. So, yeah, I... When it, who it comes down to, I, I think of the X Division at the minute. I mean, Trey is obviously the... It, it should be Trey. But I, I wouldn't be mad if it was someone like Mac mm. who... I know once you said he wants to go, he wants to be ex division champion. So does Tony Nice. Mm. Yeah, so a lot can happen before now and then. So obviously that's the thing. This might change our opinion. We're going to be the Bobby Heenan's of predictions where he, in Battle Royals, you choose every person except the winner. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's a great point. I'm, Tony Nice would be great. Um, but Macklin versus Trey has already kind of a built-in story there uh, from the BTI stuff and, and injuring him or, you know, whatever, in storyline. Um, so that could be a really clash of styles that could be really aggressive and fun. And so I would be, I wouldn't mind them versus each other as well if, if Ace has something, you know, else to do. All right, now comes the, comes the, <laughs> comes the good part. All right, so number four, I'm sure you've all seen it and seen the clip, read the articles, all that yeah. stuff, but Tommy Dreamer has been suspended by Impact Wrestling yeah. indefinitely after comments he made about the plane ride from hell on Dark Side of the Ring. Do we agree with the suspension? Is Yeah, just do we agree with the suspension? Is it, is it justified, Jeff? Okay, so I've been thinking about this all day because I don't know how I want to dissect this. And I thought the best thing was not to say this person's wrong or this person's wrong or this company's wrong or this company. There's no reason for me, who am I, to point fingers. But I, I will tell you what it, the documentary came off as and what I think the fans came off as and how many of those fans actually watched the documentary in full and not just the clips, as you mentioned. That is... One of the biggest problems is I think a lot of people didn't watch the clips. Now, does it make it any better? So let me digress. Let me slow, slow down and, and break this up. Let me talk about the, uh, the the flight attendant first. Okay, I keep seeing online from people shitting on her, telling why are you bringing this up? She even says in the damn documentary, well, I, I don't really want to do this, you know, because I know you could get... And people are already shitting on her, okay? People are already... Uh, making stupid threats and telling her all guys not get the fuck off. Okay, she ha is entitled to feel 
however she feels. Okay? If you watch the actual thing, she's very apparent about how she feels about it. She's not over dramatic. She even says that I'm not over I don't want to be over dramatic. Because she didn't. She was just this is a documentary that, yes, probably paid her money to do it. Who gives a shit? Yes, she already won in a lawsuit. Who gives a shit? It doesn't make her any less right. <laughs> it doesn't make her any less right. Now, I know that is the minority that I'm speaking to that is actually shitting on her. But I, I want to get that out there because even though I might disagree or agree or what's going on, you do not blame her. It does not matter that she stole 30000 in in jewelry and all that bullshit that people are bringing up on there of her past. And she even says that. She knows she has a past. It does not matter. She was there. That's what happened to her. That's where we're at. Okay? Let's let that be. That, that part, that pisses me off. That More than anything else I'm about to say, that pissed me off the most. Okay. So one, leave her the hell alone. Two, now let's, specifically Tommy Dreamer. I know we're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring as a whole after that, but specifically Tommy Dreamer. Was it right to suspend him? From Impact's perspective, 1,000%. For timing alone, okay? Victory Road came through and was a banger. This company has momentum heading to their biggest pay-per-view of the year. You nip that shit in the butt and you move on. And what happened? We moved on. Now, not saying from the situation, not saying from who needs to be held responsible, not saying all that. Stop nitpicking my words. We're humans. We're supposed. The reason I wanted this on here, even though we're, you know, I got to try to walk on eggshells, is because we should be able to freely, openly, civilly talk about things. And if someone says something that's incorrect, to correct them and let them make the mistake. And say, oh, I made a mistake, own up to it, and move on. And I'm speaking about us, not Tommy Dreamer yet. I'm talking about us. If we are in a conversation as adults, trying to understand and reason with something that we're not, you know, how's what's your opinion? What's your opinion? What's your opinion? Let people think, okay? It does that mean that's how they personally feel. Just let people think, okay? And then they'll find out over time what they really believe. Because there's nothing else about Tommy Dreamer that I really believe has come out ever of him saying he supports women abuse, sexual harassment. Nothing. Every wrestler you ever talked about Tommy Dreamer says good things. Now, that does not mean that Tommy Dreamer could not be some... Uh, there's a lot of people I know that I did not know what they're doing behind closed doors. And I knew them personally. Okay, So that doesn't mean that. You can't go off that. We only see one side for so long, right? Okay. And I, I feel like that's what Tommy Dreamer did. And that's where his mistake was. And I'm okay with making that mistake of saying, yeah, I love Tommy. I've known him for years. Um, he's a good, he seems like a good dude. I've never seen him do anything wrong. I, he can't really, he, I don't think he could have done that. Okay. If I have knowledge of the situation... And I withhold that. That's pretty fucked up. And I think that's more so than having knowledge and just miss. Not, I don't. I won't say you misspoke. Let me tell you that. Just not know, or excuse me, not having knowledge of the actual thing. He never saw it happen, so he was saying, "I can't imagine that happened." And I won't. I'm trying to stop myself from going too far because Dark Side of the Ring is is where I want to get with that little part. But Tommy Dreamer, yes, one should have been suspended. 
I'll sum that up for real quick. Um, two, you need to go watch it and make your own judgment. This whole thing of him saying the boys will be boys had nothing to do with the Ric Flair thing. That was at the beginning of the fucking documentary. So go back and watch it. A lot of people, for all the millions of people uh, twittering and, and saying stuff about this, there was only 103,000 people who watched it. So it seems something's not adding up. And there's 300,000 now on YouTube. So good. keep Let those numbers climb. Watch it. It happened. These people need to be uh, held accountable. I'm not disagreeing with that. But at the same time, make your own decision. Be informed. Go look up stuff afterwards. And I'll talk about that part in a second but yeah that, that's my thing do, do i think he said something um outrageous yes in the sense of he it didn't come across I, so i don't want to get too far ahead but it felt like he was as documentaries and i've only been on three or so sets of them or been in talked to three or more people about them because that's why whatever um but when making them you ask a blanket statement you rarely show the video because you're filming either on different whatever stuff. So did they, I want, I'm very interested to see what he was given and responded to what he was read or saw. Did he see her words? Because if he saw her words and said that, there's no question for me, but being in somewhat of the film industry at some points in my life, I know how a documentary is made. It's a blanket statement. So, and they try to get whatever out of you, but at the same time, after that, to discredit her, and that's where my issue was, and, and the reason I really, I fully believe he needs to be uh, suspended, doesn't mean his life needs to be over, but whatever, um, we'll get to that too, you can't, at the end of the day, is, is what I said first, is going to be how I end this, you don't discredit or attack the person who said it and did i think he called her names no of course he not he could watch the footage but did he say things in a way of demeaning it felt like that and that's where he needs to take a step back and realize okay there is a different generation that isn't that doesn't think exactly like me and yes it is different times but it's still in this time and in that time was not right uh so it's it's a lot of different factors. I don't think he should be the pry of all this. Um, but I think what was done was done correctly and it happened the way it should. Max? So a couple things. First off, um, I actually haven't seen the episode fully. Perfect. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, interestingly enough, I get that channel on my uh, Sling TV. Mm. I just didn't watch it. And, um, so I, a lot of what I have and what I've read is, or is what I've read, small video clips that I've seen. Um, and from what I read, so let me start with the, um, suspension first. I agree with you in the fact of as impact, you can't afford the backlash Mm -hmm. of not suspending him. Um, this is unfortunately something like this is not. It's not something like something that just recently happened. Like this plane ride didn't just happen six months ago to where Impact could have been like, oh, we, you know, did Impact know this happened? Well, this isn't probably isn't any, isn't anything that Impact even questioned Tommy Dreamer on until the episode came out and then they saw it. They saw the backlash that it's getting 
and were like, we've got to do something about it. We can't afford the bad press. So I understand Impact suspending him. I think it was the right decision. Um, I do wonder if there wouldn't have been backlash if they still would have suspended him. Um, I'm not sure. I'll probably lean to the fact of no, they wouldn't have. Uh, because a lot of the things I read, Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer, at least reading reading people's reactions to the episode more than anything, those are the ones that seem to be getting <laughs> the most shit yeah. on. Like Ric Flair, people are basically saying, like, this man can never work again. Like, there's a lot of people who are going to that level. Whereas someone like um, RVD was on it and mentioned his statement that he had mentioned was basically that I think it was in their ECW times that they would bring local girls in and they would basically drug them and people would have their way with them. Right. And no one seems to, and everyone's really just kind of like, you know, yeah, like RVD, you know, kind of looked like that, that got to him. Like no one's really getting on RVD and asking RVD, well, RVD, did you, did you do this stuff? Right. So it's definitely Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair that are taking the heat um, because of what they said. And I, I do agree with you that no matter the re- no matter the reason she's doing this, whether it's for money, whether it's because she doesn't like one of the whatever, yeah. it doesn't invalidate what she went what she went through and the way she feels. Right. It's this isn't a situation where you look at her and you you attack her and because she said shit about your favorite wrestler, that you didn't like like that's that's not mm-hmm. that's not the world we live in unfortunately the people we know and we see as wrestlers are what we see on the screen like you said there's there's actual people behind those characters and sometimes you find out those people are, are pieces of shit yeah. uh, i love me some velveteen dream i no longer <laughs> love me some velveteen <laughs> so yeah. because because unfortunately that's the way right. it works like you see these characters, you love the characters, the character is awesome, and then you find out the the guy behind it is just... That's why we need a is, fake Diesel and fake uh, Hall. <laughs> yeah, we, we need fake Tom and Jerry. Now, I do wonder what this is going to yeah. do. Like, is this going to be the end of Tommy no. Dreamer and Impact? Or is this something that, after Bound for Glory, when people have forgot about it, this and moved on to the next episode of Dark Side of the Ring, where... Undertaker took a shit in some dude's yeah. gym bag. Well, is Tommy? Is it just going to go on and they're just going to bring Tommy Dreamer back? I know we're on short time, so I'm going to kind of get to this. Even if we go over a couple minutes over, uh, spare us. But this is important to me. I want to make sure I want to get all these um, these things out there. So yeah, so I think we're all in agreement, and you have to understand that whatever someone says, we all know that you should not attack the victim. Uh, she felt the way she did does not matter what she did it for or what she didn't do it for her. It's her. They at, they are doing a documentary. She was even, she said she was uh, not, you know, uh, excited about doing it. And there it is. She, she wasn't doing a hit piece. Dark side of the ring is. That's where I have this issue. Okay. With them. Now, once again, as adults, let's separate the three subjects. She is right to feel the way she is. Tommy Dreamer made his opinion, and unfortunately, he he he, he didn't hit it on the head. Okay, uh, so he got suspended, and he, now he has to deal with that. 
it does not mean his life needs to be over. Okay. Let's move on to the next person. I mean, I mean, first of all, Kevin Spacey's working again. So, and he raped people. Is he? Yes. He's making films, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's do that. And, and who are we to write the book? I am not a, I don't judge anyone. If someone got mad at me today, cause I said, I forgive him. It's not for me to forgive Tommy Dreamer. I forgive Tommy Dreamer because I accept his apology. Now it's time for him to put those words into actions. And then we judge again. I'm not going to sit here and have someone... I saw people all day critiquing his apology. It does not matter why he put it out. The guy that we think Tommy Dreamer is, I don't think he would be insincere like that. I think this is really bothering him right now. And maybe it's not. Maybe he's we're Marks. Okay? But I would defend Max or Craig or you that's watching or Joe Blow that was yelling at me earlier about this topic. I would say the same thing. You issue an apology. Now let me see your actions. I'm not going to be a dick to you and beat you up along the way as you try to redeem yourself. That's not what this is about. And it feels like too much of that. And with Dark Side of the Ring, they are feeding into that. Should these people be called out? Yes, they should. But what I'm getting at is they, they are responsible with this information. Okay, this is information, as Max said, that's been out there for 20 years. Okay, but for them to have one flight attendant on, and maybe the other two didn't want to be part of it, but to only put everyone that you see there in a spotlight, except Dustin Rhodes, and this isn't a thing on Dustin Rhodes. He was fucked up at the time. I understand that, but that this is about the documentary and the fans that watch it. This man is in the defamation lawsuit. For doing the same thing, asking a woman if her breasts are real, one of the attendants, and then humping her and touching her groin. Look it up, okay? Allegedly, I'll say that because whatever. Allegedly, this happened. Defamation lawsuit, Google it, it takes you five fucking seconds, okay? This isn't about eye for an eye. I'm not a bias. I can tell you guys that all we're having this conversation because I want to be transparent. That's what this show's about. Having conversations civilly, talking about things, or even arguing, and then getting back together and being human about it. Okay. This man sexually harassed. To me, he did the same thing that Ric Flair did. But the fans aren't saying shit even when presented the fact, because it wasn't in the documentary, and Dark Side of the Ring isn't saying shit. So you are going to let a man like Tommy Dreamer, whose track record is what it is, does not matter, say some dumbass shit and be canceled. Without even, you know, it's really pissing me off. But you exclude, you, first of all, you, you don't, when you show the defamation clip, you don't, you make sure you don't show, show the name Runnels in it, misleading. You show on there the clips of the lady saying, oh yeah, Goldust, was that his name? Of, of people that were good on that flight after he was crying on the megaphone. I guess he cried on the, or cried on the intercom after he sexually harassed someone, allegedly. So. He did the same thing, and were they're purposely avoiding that? Why would they do that? And it, I couldn't understand. Even Jim Ross says, "Well, Dustin, he he was punished, and you know it is what he was not punished." Do, that I have that written down because that fucking bothered me. Where is it? May fifth, two thousand two, is when the flight from hell happened. 
His contract was just let out on this in December of 2003. Okay. They did not fire him. He was not canned. He was not dealt with. Am I coming with pitchforks for him? No. Some are posting the court pictures. Good. It's But once again, it's not about the pitchforks and attacking him. It's about Dark Side of the Ring having this information and not dealing with it with the responsibility or handling with the responsibility they should. If you are going to attack and let people just, just put shit out there like a grenade and let it do what it does because, oh, we're doing the right thing, that's on you, man. And, and to me, I'm going to be watching this. Yep, 2003. I don't think he was fired. His contract was, it ran out. Look it up. It's not about taking an eye for an eye. I think an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, guys. There's nothing right about going to attack Dustin now. That's not what my point is. The point is that Dark Side of the Ring has the the founder the platform to put out information, and they're purposely avoiding it. And I'm not going to say conspiracy or be a dick about it. And I talked to some AEW fans about this. Um, and, and they, they were with us with the Dustin thing. So that's good to know, at least some of them. Um, some were not uh, with us, which, which really was weird to me. Um, but Chris Jericho narrates that thing, right? Um, Meltzer is on that thing. Uh, who else? Uh, Pillman had an episode about him. A lot of AEW in there, right? Interesting that uh, Dustin Rhodes' name was the one to be uh, excluded. But anyways, next. I think it's – I mean, so I was looking to see how many episodes are left in the season. So obviously Playing Right From Hell is episode eight. Um, there's 14 total, so six more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part of that makes – and it, you're right when you talk about documentaries. Their job is to make the best documentary possible. Correct. They don't care about how people come off. If you want one of the things, if you watch um, documentaries, the last last dance with Jordan, (laughs) there's a a scene there where where they have Gary Payton talking about, oh, if I would have guarded Jordan the whole time, blank would have happened. The very next scene is them showing Jordan that video and Jordan laughing, laughing at it. They never go back to Gary and say, yo, Gary, here's what Jordan said. How do you feel about that? All they do is they they feed you certain things. They feed you certain things. Oh, look, this is what this person said. Can you react to mm-hmm. it? This is a video of this person saying it. Can you react no, to it? No, real quick. I want to interrupt before anyone – and you could keep going. I'm sorry. But here it is, not, not saying it's right or wrong or that it doesn't give him time to prepare for it. It's – or excuse me. Let me, let me reword that. We're, we're not saying it's because he was caught off guard and this is what he m- mistakenly said. He said what he said. We're, we're not arguing. Yeah, He's no, guilty yeah. for that. He's <laughs> okay, but yeah. But a lot of it is, a lot of it is, it's, so you don't know, granted, once again, should he have said what he said? No. But you don't know, you know, did he say other things that weren't in there that came off in a better light or did they just choose to use? We've seen hundreds of interviews where they'll get a person where they'll get an athlete as quoted as saying this. And then the athlete will come out and be like, well, hold on, hold on. We were talking about X, Y, and Z. And then that's why I said like, and that happens in just normal interviews about games. So you don't know what was asked. You don't know. Did he say other things? Should he have said what he said? Obviously not. 
Well, there was the tone too. Was, he was very condescending. Yeah, yeah, but you you don't know were there other things in his interview right. that came off in a better light that they just chose not to put in there. And I think one of the things that I find interesting with, especially with situations like what happened in the plane from hell, or even when you want to mention him with dark side, they go, they, they talk about so much old wrestling. And one of the things you hear so much from old wrestlers is, well, those were just the times back then. And although I don't agree with yeah. it, the, the primary views of thinking is people who like the undertaker who was talked about the wrestlers nowadays are soft and they play video games. That's not the way we did it. And then you have Xavier Woods who was like, yeah, we all hang out and play video games in your time. You just haze people until they had drug addictions. Like, so you have a lot of these wrestlers right. who seem to think that that's just the way we did things back yeah. then. And everything that we did back then is fine because that's just the way we did. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's the perfect way I can sum it up is when someone says, Hey, can I have a ride to my bus stop or whatever it may be? Well, I used to walk in snow. Who gives a fuck what you did, man? It was the times. That's what you did in the times. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. But at the same time, now I have the advantage to do that because what you're supposed to do as an adult is leave the world better for the next person. So if you don't realize that, don't comment on it. And he commented on it, but and, and that's the thing. If if you look at that and you're like, hey, those were the times back then, but you're making your comment now. Right. And you should be like, hey, man, back then, this is what we did. Honestly, looking back on it, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like like RVD in his thing where he when he talks about what they sure. did, you can see that there's general – I don't know if it's remorse or disgust. I think it's or that just he didn't like, stop it. You could see that vibe. And maybe, you know? it's, maybe it's that. Maybe maybe it's the the whole that I did. I let this happen. You can tell when RVD is talking about the things that they did back. Th- those were the days where you drugged girls <laughs> and whatever. RVD's like coming off as he's like, may, like either a like man that was fucked yeah. up, or I should have stopped it or something like. And I think that's the issue is that. Tommy Dreamer didn't come off like, man, this is what happened. We really should have stopped that. Yeah. It came off as kind of like, yeah, that's what we did back then. Yeah. And that's really where it hits to, because you have those, you do Ric Flair. I'm sure if you talk with him, like I bet you, if you sat down with Ric Flair and talked about all the fucked up shit he did, yeah. just like Marty Jannetty, I'm sure they might actually be proud of some of the stuff that they did. Now, I wouldn't do it now, but right. that's what I did back then because that's what we did. Whereas there's other people who have done those things or seen those things happen, and now we're like, man, like that's really fucked up that this is the yeah. way like the world was back then. Right. You know, and what it comes down to, I think we can uh, you know, sum it up, and we're about to wrap up, but sum it up as a whole, it's that you can't sum it up in two minutes. You can't sum it up in 30 seconds. Listen to each other. I know I might become an old man Jeff right now, but fucking talk to each other. Put the phones down, talk to each other face to face, or put the phones up and talk to each other. It doesn't matter. Look face to face to someone or, or whatever it is and have a conversation without running away. Okay. Once again, I'm not calling anyone snowflakes. You are right to be upset at what happened. You are also right to be upset at people's responses of it. But what I want to challenge you at doing is listening. And when that person 
does say something stupid, you don't drag them more down. That does not mean hold not do not hold them accountable. What it means is let them hold them accountable, step back, let them make the move to better their life and prove themselves to you. That is what redeeming is. Redeeming isn't kicking someone out of a car and watching them trug along and then eventually letting them in. That's it. That's not what it should be. Okay. Anyways, maybe bad analogy, but same time, we're all making this up as we go. We're all talking. We're all, we're all, that's what we should be doing. Letting each other talk and, and riffing off each other and seeing what we do feel. Uh, because to me, honestly, Tommy, uh, needed that suspension, but, uh, I, I hope it's not indefinitely. Craig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more. You know, it, cancel culture bullshit. You know, it's it's a necessary in one way, but not to the extent. P- people take it. If people are trying to redeem themselves, let them redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't just... Yeah, if some things are unforgivable, there's no denying it's, that. It's like watching someone run a marathon and throwing water balloons at them. Like, what the fuck? What, what shit in it? You know what I mean? Like, why, why would you do it? Just let them run their race. They're already struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, if they want to... If, if people... Some people deserve a second chance. Like I said, some things are unforgivable. But Tommy made a comment that maybe... Again, not defending it, but maybe it was something like... He couldn't believe that his friend would do that. It did feel like that as well. That type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was just bad wording. I'm not, we can't blame it on anything else, but that was his response. He said it, some stupid stuff. No matter what he saw, he responded to it. And uh, maybe that wasn't for the best. Don't, don't comment anything to you. It, it's, it's hard because those documentaries do serve a purpose. At the same time, they're a huge responsibility to, get it all in. And I don't want to hear it. It's a 43 minute format. I don't give a shit that you are responsible with this information. You are responsible for what happened. So I, I, that's crap because the last two seasons, both Chris Benoit and Brian Pillman were double. Right, right, right. Get into something where you're like, man, this is, there's too much shit to do this in. And I, I, I'm waiting to see if there's going to be a dark side of the ring, the Monday night wars to where we get a real story. The real, yeah, but I guarantee you that's going to be a two or three episode thing. They're not going to be like, all right, we got 40 minutes, guys. Yeah. Well, well, either, you know, it's just these things need to be brought to light. No one is saying otherwise. It's just when you have a, 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 a what do you call it like that, a um, platform like that, you have a certain responsibility. I believe that. And if we were to have one, I would say the same thing to the person that's holding me accountable. Hold me accountable the same way. But at the same time, I don't know, man. This world is crazy. You just have to let people talk. You have to listen to each other. And you had to listen to us ramble about our stupid opinions. But that's what this is all about. We listen to each other. We correct each other. You let each other redeem it. That's what a society we should live in or that I want to live in. Um, so there's that. Craig, why don't you wrap us out here, man? Try to try to end it yes. off on a fun note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, of course, you can find us here, there, and everywhere. Don't forget about State of Impact every single Tuesday. If all the rumor roundup and all the news coming out of Impact Wrestling. And 
uh, keep an eye out on our social medias for some stuff leading up, leading up, leading up to Battle for Glory. You might see some interesting stuff you might like. But I guess we'll see, we'll see, you, all some, see you all next week for some more absolute nonsense and just follow us wherever you see us. Subscribe, hit that button. 300 by Bound for Glory, please. Love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Later, guys.